Before Shopify, were you wondering, where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. Hey there, welcome to The Sportive. It's episode 42, I guess, depending on whether you come to Christmas episode, and I listened to part of it, and you shouldn't. It wasn't really a podcast episode, just so much as a collection of yelling. But that's what we were going for, so I'm pretty happy with it. Uh, I'm your host, John Marthaler. The regular guys are on the line. Brandon's down in Dallas, the only one of us who's not frozen to the ground. Yodis B. Uh, Clarence is in the South Metro. How you doing, Clarence? What's up, fuckers? And on the phone line, as always, is Stu. I am just glad I got out of Gleeman's murder basement and the vagrant sluice where you would slide into a death pit. I'm, I'm thrilled to have, to have escaped and recorded in my home again. It's, you know, I'm glad to be here. Well, so it, it, it did turn out exactly how I thought, the, the sound quality. It sounded like when your buddy is at a party... And he accidentally dials you. Say, and you're just sitting there. <laughs> and you're just sitting there listening to him at a party and he's he's drunk and there's a whole bunch of people talking and you can't make out what really anybody's saying. Yep. And then all of a sudden <laughs> everybody laughs and then it goes yep. back down into drunken chatter. Yeah, that's exactly yep. what it sounded like. It was Such absolutely our worst audio quality episode ever, which <laughs> it was is saying remarkable. Yeah. <laughs> but it was so much fun. Yeah. unbelievable it amount did of sound like fun. We had yeah. a great time, and it was totally unlistenable. So when you talk about a podcast that really knows its market and is really working to try to get more listeners, you really want to go with one that's trying to have a great time and forgets to make it listenable for anyone <laughs> in the entire world. Yeah. So, yeah, we're worth your podcast dollar, folks. Speaking of your podcast dollar, a bunch of people actually donated money, who I'm going to mention right now. Why? I, I, I still don't know. Did they not listen to the last episode? Uh, we're sorry. <laughs> I think one of them, I think uh, Chaz Neff, who's at Maris, S-H-H, or perhaps I'm just saying that entirely wrong. Anyway, it's M-A-R-I-S-S-H-A-S. S-H-S. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Chaz. I can't I can't say words. H is not a letter. H is not a letter, yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, what he wanted out of his donation was more University of North Dakota bashing, more music mm-hmm. reviews, and more check. conspiracy theories for Clarence. Check and check. So hopefully we can get some of those going. Um, Jed Phillips, who is at jphillips1619, also donated money. Again, we don't know why, but... Thanks, guys. We'll waste your money. Yeah. We'll, we'll waste your money in a manner befitting a Chicago politician. And before before we go any farther, we also want to mention for those of you who might be in the St. Cloud area, uh, there is a Friends of the Sportive Luncheon being organized January 23rd at noon. I'm not even sure what day of the week that is. That must be a Thursday. Uh, 
Thursday because tomorrow's yeah. the 9th. Yeah, so there's a Thursday sportive meetup happening. Yep. Meet up at Thursday noon at the Boulder Tap House in St. Cloud. For those of yeah. you in the Stearns County area, Stu is hoping to attend. So I do. I do have goals. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that was Aaron, have goals. Aaron Hammer yeah. was organizing that at Hamski eighty three on Twitter. So. Where this is possibly the best possible sportive event of all time, and that most of us won't be there. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So thank God. That's you know we tried one where all of us were there and everybody in the world was there and it was terrible. So if we can do an event where none of us are there, I think it's going to be for the best. So anyway, uh, we'll waste your money. Thanks. We're sorry in advance, and that's about all we have to say about that. Uh, first thing I want to talk about is the Wild, who are a complete disaster right now, despite what our good buddy Michael Rand has been saying on Twitter all day about how you have to give Mike Yo a little credit. It's just not true. They lost six in a row, then they got the free space, by which I mean a game against Buffalo, because Buffalo was terrible. I was at that game, and Buffalo would do poorly in the National Collegiate Hockey Conference with Stu's St. Cloud <laughs> State Huskies. But then... <laughs> Hashtag go Huskies woo five O's. Um, now they've won two in a row. They beat Washington. They beat LA. They got outshot thirty to ten in both of those games. Is this just a temporary, a, the Titanic temporarily upright, Clarence? Are they pretty much going to miss the playoffs for sure here? Well, are they going to miss it for sure? They're going to battle for the last spot and be out in the first round. Is it's looking more than likely. The uh, the things they've got going for them are the young kids played well last night. We have been begging them, begging and pleading and screaming and crying like little baby girls for them to give some responsibility to the young guys mm-hmm. on the on the team. And now we had they had some veterans go down, so they're they're finally forced to give some minutes to the young guys, and they're stepping up. Yeah. Uh, Nutter Butter and, and Zucker, I thought, played awesome the first couple periods. Nutter I, Butter ended up being the best player on the ice. Yeah, I only saw the end of the game, but I heard Granlin played real well. He looked pretty good at Granlin's the end. Granlin's playing very well. Um, so they're forced to give these young guys some minutes. The other thing they've got going for them is that Olympic break. Mm-hmm. They've got, you know, Koibu and Paris, you're going to be hurt. And they'll be back in a few weeks, but what they're going to get is three, four weeks there to, uh, to really heal because... That March and April schedule, man. Have you looked at that? No, I haven't. Like I've the, been too afraid. The magnets schedule there. It's there's a game every other day in, in March and April to make up for that Olympic yeah. break. It's it gets pretty crazy there. So if they can get healthy and make a good push there and well, get some contributions from these young guys that are finally getting some minutes, they they get you know maybe why not? To be fair, the two guys you mentioned are two guys who are going to do everything they can to get to the Olympics. That's true. I, I think Koivu has less of a chance than Parisi, but I, I gotta believe Parisi's playing in the Olympics, and Koivu is gonna captain Finland if he can make it, so. He'll, I'm not holding out hope, but, yeah. uh, I'm hopeful they don't play. I mean, I. Well, I obviously, could. we, well, yeah. Koivu, I, Koivu I hope doesn't play. Parisi, we kind of need as Americans to try to beat Canada. I was, I was watching hockey the other night, and, it was the day they announced the Canadian Olympic team, and somebody involved with the selection was on NHL Live or whatever. And he was talking about how, you know, boy, uh, we think we got the A team, but we think the Canadian B team could have been real competitive too. Uh, don't oh, you know? And it's just like, oh, I just want, 
I want everybody in Canada who plays hockey to break their ankle this month. That would make me happy because it is just the worst. And in conclusion, Brian Rafalski, I hope you fall in a pit and are eaten by a bear. <laughs> Forget Polak. Why didn't he play for the Polish team? I know. Why didn't he play for any other team except for America? You ruined Christmas, Brian Rafalski. It's been four years, oh, and I'm not letting it go. Cindy Crosby. Uh, John, why do you talk about things like this? This is four years ago. The best player in the world on the half wall, and you lose track of him. How is that possible? <laughs> it would be, yeah, for the other two on this podcast, it would be like just losing tr- track of LeBron. Like, well, yeah. kind of forgot oh, he was on the court. We forgot yeah, to guard him on that play. Somebody, Someone's got to put a body on LeBron, so we just forgot. Lost track of him. What? And the How guy who was the culprit was Brian Rafalski? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Who went and to Clarence? Where did he play college hockey? At, at University of Poland. No, he played at Wisconsin. <laughs> I know he did. I know he did. I don't want to talk about it anymore, John. Uh, all right, I'm calm again. I'm calm again. Uh, uh, one thing I wanted to ask you, Clarence, is isn't this much more Chuck Fletcher's fault than Mike Yo's fault? I mean... There's no evidence that Yo is a particularly good coach, but it's not his fault that he's got Danny Heatley stuck on his team for this year, Baxter for three more years, Brodziak's terrible. It's not his fault he's got all these guys. Can't he just sit these guys, though, or let them yes. not play? It seems See, like that's I, a huge deal. I'm not on your your side on this, John. Normally I am. Um, they, they both have a percentage of the fault. I think it's more Yo's fault than, than Fletcher. I, I think back to where Riseboro left this team, just with, with no prospects and no talent. I mean, that's that's not a good combination. Mm-hmm. And Fletcher, over time, built up at least have some young talent on this team and, and got a couple big free agents. Now, he hasn't been perfect, obviously, and, and I you know, have been kind of on Twitter talking about fire everybody just because I yeah. get grumpy, and I don't know how much I fully mean that. But uh, Clarence tried to, For anybody who missed this today on Twitter, Clarence tried to fire everyone who was involved with or had ever been to St. Paul. Yep. Yeah, and you're just walking that back a little bit. I don't know how much I meant that. You're not uh, sure if you didn't mean to fire the giraffe. The <laughs> giraffe at the Como Zoo. <laughs> you won't admit that you're not. At one point, both Clarence and Stu were calling for my brother to be fired because he worked in St. Paul. <laughs> yeah. Fire too. Yeah. Uh, He's in on it. Yeah. You, un- you unfollow the both of us, you catch hell. That's all well, what he was say. trying. Right. What, it, what happened here was he was trying to mute the both of you, and instead he unfollowed you. So he kind of accomplished what he was going for. What a mm-hmm. jackass. <laughs> Fired. Yeah. Well, fire uh, him, the point. giraffe at the Como Zoo. Everybody in <laughs> Summit <laughs> Brewing, I think, got fired from Clarence. Oh, uh, that poor guy that plays bongos yep. outside of the XL Energy Center. The weird guy at Portsnelly. And... Yep, everybody. Relocated. But uh, in reality, Fletcher has done a lot of good things, a lot a lot more good things than a lot of GMs in, this, in other sports in this town have done. So... Um, the thing about Yo is, you know, he if he put up enough stink, he could have the younger guys playing, and he could have Heatley, you know, playing six minutes a game mm-hmm. or healthy scratch. That's on him. He could do stuff like that. To be fair, uh, though, playing, you know, Zenon, no, I hate I, Danny Heatley, too, but with all the guys that are out injured right now, it's Danny Heatley or Brett Bulmer. Who do you really want out of those two? Bulmer, absolutely. Anybody on Iowa's roster, I would take over the bucket. <laughs> if you sit there and watch him play, it is ridiculous how lazy he is. Uh, and I just use Heatley as an example. He's the laziest, but uh, the young guys, you know, they had Halla and Zucker down in Iowa, and they had Rupp and Kanapka and Heatley 
yeah. playing significant minutes. That's on Yo. That's not on Fletcher. If Yo didn't want it that way, he could have he could have had it a different way. So um, those are games they lost just because um, he hitched his wagon to veteran guys. I get it. I get where he's going. I just don't agree with it. Yeah. And he paid the price for it. He he made a decision that he was going to go with veteran talent rather than trust young guys, and it didn't work out. And we were right. Also, what the heck has happened to Tory Mitchell? Is he like forty-seven years old, and I just don't know it? Because I I remembered him in San Jose, player. and I thought he could score goals and stuff in San Jose, right? But he, he honestly looks he's like not, he's left-handed, but he's playing right with a right-handed stick for some reason. He's not asked to play a lot of offense here. Um, the other decisions we we asked them to do to not play Coil at center that was something we called for in the preseason, mm-hmm. and they did it anyways. And he's just having a you know I love the guy I really too, but he's having a pretty miserable year. Yeah, um, just put him at wing, fucking keep him there. Just keep him there. Quit effing around with the guy. It's <laughs> that's it, on yo. That's not on Fletcher. What position? I try. Uh, I try to remember players. that they basically have five guys on the team who should be seniors in college right now. But yeah, still. Anyway, that's depressing. I think they're in for some pretty rough times coming up. We, somebody, I, I forget who it was, Joey White, I think, on Twitter, went through our predictions from one episode and found out we were right on the money with everything. So I'm going to make another much always right. yeah. yeah, we're pretty much always right, Stu. Yeah. Um, 100%. Wow. We're yeah. 100% on all of our predictions, so... I'm going to predict right now the Wild are in for another four-game losing streak. Wow. All right. I don't even know if that's coming up. It's just happening. Are they going to risk our 100% on that? (laughs) Well, my 100%. Just go general. If you go back and look at my predictions specifically, if you break mine out from everybody else's, you'll note that mine are very terrible. I'm always always wrong. Yeah, that's. I I think that's undisputed. Yeah, Yeah. the the Pittsburgh Steelers as sleeper upset as your sleeper. You heard him as a sleeper, even though they did not make the playoffs last year. (laughs) The first time in like eight years they haven't made the playoffs, and they were your sleeper. I don't know. I think they got something there in Pittsburgh. (laughs) Weren't they one game away from making the playoffs this year? (laughs) They were. Yeah. Not only one game, I think they were a couple plays yeah. there because if the uh, guy the stuck up makes that field goal for Kansas City, Pittsburgh would have been in the playoffs. Yeah, there you go. Man. So I was probably the only chance too, an upstart. And I did I was ridiculed for picking Seattle because it was obvious, but that's who I picked and they had the best record in the league, so I wasn't completely off base with that one. I did no, no, you're good, you're I good. gotta give you guys credit for the kitty cats. Thank yeah. you. That was good. That was a Thanks. good pick. Yeah, that was out of left field, too. And they got a first-round bye. It's mm-hmm. like they just snuck back door into the playoffs. No. Yeah, big game this weekend. Are you guys actually cheering for the Panthers in the playoffs now just because you're I excited about that pick? I truly could give a shit only just so that we can talk shit and do more cat noises on the podcast. <laughs> really we can do that anyway. We don't need the Panthers to win for that to happen. I do. No. This, is a, this is a prediction that I made. I said they were my sleeper. And we nailed it. So, I really am it. cheering for them, though. They're my they're my team. You know how I said that I think everybody should have two teams in every league. Just to, they have to have a backup in case yours is a fucking dumpster fire. Like, yep. And I said Vikings. this idea was terrible. Yeah, no, it's a great idea. Um, a lot of support online, and uh, mine's the <laughs> mine's the cats. Me and the cats. So it feels good. I was able to just kind of shut off 
from the Vikes emotionally because I had another team that I like and respect. And yeah, it's good stuff. Do you, I'm a pretty happy person, John. Do you pick a new one every year or do you have the same ones from year to year? Um, you know, I think that's really up to the person. I've liked the Panthers for a couple years now, but once they, I don't know, if I don't like the, some of the moves they make and there's a more exciting team to watch, um, you know, I'll flip it around. Backups, you don't need to be, you don't need to be loyal to backups. It's fine. But I always liked Cam. I always thought he was underrated. Um, and I knew the defense was going to be good, so, um, because I'll be straight, I'll be straight with you here, Brandon. I actually do kind of have second teams in a lot of sports because I have family out in Seattle. I have a cousin who's a huge Seattle sports fan, so I tend to, I tend to cheer for those teams too, just because uh-huh. I want things to go well for my cousin. And it is kind of nice. Like that's very valid. That Washington, makes total sense. Washington Huskies football. I can want them to win very badly, and if they lose, I don't care at all. It is really great. You don't have like that lifelong attachment to these teams where you just you pick them and and you're good with them. And after a while, you get kind of bored with them and move on. But um, no, it's good. I really, really think it's an important thing to do for every sport, unless for some reason your hometown team is somebody that you actually like the way their organization is run. We don't really have that problem here. I don't here. see how that would ever happen here. Yeah, no. I mean, if you're in Boston, totally get it. You probably don't need to back up backup squads, but in Minnesota, you do. Screw you, Boston. Yep. Fuck off. Yep. See. <laughs> See. All right. I want to. Hey, John. Yes, Stu. Are we still talking about hockey? Yeah, we were still talking about <laughs> hockey. Did you just wake up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what I happened there? I, I had a question about hockey. No, Uh-oh. you didn't. Oh no! Here, oh, all right. No, no, no! It's not. This is this isn't a branding question. And when makes Clarence all angry and a John just, The best part is when um, Stu is on the phone. He's just the most polite podcaster ever. Uh, hello, just sir. quiet. Uh, um, uh, hey, uh, guys. Uh, uh, I was wondering if I could break in here for a second. I, well, I haven't had four beers and started yelling about Cities yeah. 97 on the first five minutes <laughs> yeah. of the show yet. So, so are, you, are you pooping, or what's the story here? <laughs> Brian Oak, I know you can hear me right now. <laughs> That's all the amounts of poop. Anyway, caller from St. Cloud, go ahead. Um, the wild game last night, the one that got over around 1 in the morning, yes. at Clarence DVR'd or whatever. Uh, Dartmouth Camper was the goalie. He's mm-hmm. like the four string goalie, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And he like apparently was he was standing on his head all night, and that was like not expected. Is that correct? That is correct. He played two games he earlier. This he won year. the game for them when they should not have won the game at all. That's correct? true. Is there like an analogy for this? Was this really unexpected? Is there like another non sports or sport different sport uh, analogy yeah, for you remember Dartmouth when, Camper? You remember last year when Andrew Albers came up to the major leagues and threw like two shutouts to start his career? <laughs> yeah. As a as a matter of fact, a friend of mine who I do a podcast with is loves Andrew Albers and um I do remember that name quite well. It was a little <laughs> like that. I heard a I heard a urban legend about a guy that said Andy Albers was going to win. 80 games in his career. Now, yeah. I don't know who not, this guy is. He's not heard that. I, I, I had not no. heard that. And I still, not, have you checked Snopes? Have you checked Snopes.com? Checks out. They, they did not name the guy, though. Checks out. Says it's real. Well, they shouldn't. You don't name names in a situation like that. It sounds like that guy probably just wants that one to let sleeping dogs lie, as they say. Is it the guy with the two wieners? 
<laughs> I did, yes. <laughs> you would think, cool. looking at the size, but it's actually just one really extra long one. Wait, what? Okay. What happened? Oh, nothing. I did Here's not follow that right John. It's okay, John. It's okay. <laughs> it's a new internet thing, anyway, back, back to the, to- the topic at hand, Dartmouth Camper. By the is way, there, is there an analogy for what he did? When you said Dartmouth Camper, it took me a long time to come up with who that actually was. He sounds like well, a lacrosse player. You got to admit, Dartmouth well, yeah. Camper probably stars in lacrosse. Oh, there at John is a Dartmouth Hopkins. Camper. He, he, play, yeah. he plays for John Hopkins. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Was he? Did he play well, or was it just really lucky? Is it no, like a pitcher giving well. up like seventeen lineouts in a game? Or so it is like an Andy Albert just coming up and well, or like remember Ramon Ortiz a couple years ago when he yeah, came up, like he was that. like four and zero. So yeah. the hope is that he can continue to repeat those performances, and then we'll see what Ooh. happens. But he had two games that he got pulled from within a week earlier this season, so I wouldn't get your hopes well, up. that was just two Time games pulled. It's, it's not so much Andy Albers. It would be a guy that's like a marginal but above-average prospect at AAA. Getting so Andy Albers. Yeah, so Andrew <laughs> Albers. Yes. It would have been now before Liam Hendricks completely shit the bed. It would have been like Liam Hendricks making an emergency start and going eight innings, giving up one run. Um, All right. He's not, like, the greatest prospect ever, but, yeah, it's not super surprising to some people. Some people really like Kemper, think he could be a starter someday. He's relatively young. Uh, so it's not like Ramon Ortiz, because he was, what, $8 billion? I mean, I don't think we'll ever know exactly how no. old he is. But, he might have been 53. Uh, yeah, and there's a possibility he was the president of a country somewhere, and he was just hiding out from soldiers or something like that. I got oh, a lot of backstory written on Ramon Ortiz that may or may not yeah. be true. Good fan fiction. Yep. So the other thing we should probably mention when it comes to young goaltenders with the Wild, I happen to look this up because everybody was a little a little mad that they traded Matt Hackett last year. In, as part of the Jason Pominville trade, they dealt him to Buffalo, and he was I sort was of furious. He was sort of their number three goalie. Last season and played a, played he's not a few even games. in the country or something. He's like, yeah, too he's, soon, John. Well, Sweden? he's stuck in the AHL. hasn't played oh. hasn't played in the NHL this year and hasn't doesn't have great stats in the AHL. So it's a little bit like. Do you guys remember when the twin the Twins traded? I think it was Billy Bullock for Scott Diamond. That's exactly yep. great. Yes. Yeah, and everyone was just up in arms that the Twins would trade a strike thrower for a soft tosser, and then Diamond had a half of a really good year, and Bullock has never done anything at all of note in the Atlanta organization. It's a little bit like that. He got suspended. Uh, yeah, I think he might have gotten suspended. But that's not the point. I'm sorry. So, anyway, we're, we're <laughs> I don't know why we're I'm using solely Twins metaphors to explain wild metaphors. If because, you're listening to this uh, and you don't so happen to be a Twins or a Wild fan, you're never going to get anything I'm saying. <laughs> Next, we'll go into my rugby and cricket metaphors and see how that goes. Uh, let's talk. Let's go on to Wolves right now because I want to hear Brandon talk about the Wolves. I think he's watching the Wolves right now. Roughcat asked Damn. us to give us some updates. So what? What's the score of the Wolves game right now? Twenty-nine, twenty-seven, Phoenix. See, Roughcat, you're not going to get that anywhere right. else. There's only one podcast to come to to get live updates of a game that already happened. That is not That's broadcasting it. itself live at this time. Yeah. So we talked a lot a lot on the last podcast about how the Wolves are going to be terrible in December. Mm-hmm. Brandon said, no, you guys are stupid. That'll never happen. They're going to win, I think you said, 42 games in December? I and said nine games in January. I said No, I you said in December. Would, I said in December I was hoping that they would go 500. Well, they didn't. They were under 500. 
by one game. <laughs> That's true. And I think I'm starting to figure out this SRS thing and why I'm so mad about it. Mostly because I thought the SRS was on ESPN and it's not. So I was busy yeah. yelling about it to Brandon <laughs> online today. And he was like, what that are you talking funny. about? And he sent me a link. And it turned out it was not at all what I was looking at. So I got a little less angry. Yeah. But still, ESPN has a ranking. It's based on some of the same things, I think, as SRS. It's a John Hollinger thing. And Brandon, you do yeah. love John Hollinger. You've quoted John Hollinger stats many times on this podcast. I do. Right? Very smart guy. A lot smarter than uh, you and I, my friend. So right now, he has a ranking that's sitting out there that has the Wolves as the fifth best team in the NBA. Yep. And let me, let me tell you about the three teams behind them. There's the Los Angeles Clippers, who uh, have beat the Wolves three times so far this year. All three times they've played. Giant sample size. Good one. There is the Portland Trailblazers, who are 26-8. and eight. And okay. after them is Miami, the best team in the league for sure. How is this possible? I don't know what that is either. The only thing I know about that is it's essentially SRS that's weighted for... Um, uh, more recent games. So I think it's more like who's the hottest team right now, not not who's the actual best team. Like SRS is actually um, supposed to be who are the best teams, right? Is SRS um, based on scoring margin? SRS is based on scoring margin and um, strength of schedule, yes. So basically the fact that when the Timberwolves win, they win by 13, and when they lose, they lose by 2 is what's making them look better than they are. Yes, and it's just like baseball where it happens every year. There's a team at the All-Star break who's in first place or second place, but they have a negative run differential. And, you know, there's the hometown paper saying they got chemistry, they just figure out a way to win, yada, 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 and everybody else is gone. This can't last. It's a lucky half of a season. Um, and, you know, nine times out of ten, it doesn't last, and it was a lucky half of the season. So it's a little bit harder in basketball because it's just half the number of games. So you are probably more prone to good and bad luck throughout the year. But, um, but it, it's the same, it's the same exact concept. True. But I mean, in some ways, aren't those games sort of already lost? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like, uh, you don't have as much of a chance for them to even out like if you're, in baseball because there's if, 162 games. Yeah, if for you're sure. four, if you're four games under where you should be right now, you're going to stay for it. If your luck evens out, you're not going to get four back on the other end. You're just going to stay four games. Yeah, it's a smaller sample Under size. Under where you sure. should be. Totally. So, well, that's why the 0-9 thing is, is a really tough thing to handle because, yeah, it's it's going to turn around at some point, right? They're not going to end up 0-21 or whatever if you extrapolate that throughout the season. But they're probably not going to get back to a place where their close games uh, – winning percentage matches up with their overall winning percentage. It might just be a bad luck year. That 0-9 um, thing, by the way, for anybody who's listening, they, the Timberwolves have played, I think, nine, I think those are their 0-9 in games decided by four points or less. I think I might have that right. Yeah, four or five points. I don't yeah. know exactly how it is. Or it, it's, it, it was within four or five in the last minute. Or yeah, I don't know exactly like how it is. But, you know, it's hard because I think for for me, I always pay attention to the to the smart guys, to the stat geeks, whatever, and and – They've looked at it and sliced it every which way, and it's always been that it's luck. You know, there's, um, but it doesn't seem that way when you're watching it. You just think like, oh, there's something wrong with this team. Something about, um, you know, we don't have a dominant guard, uh, uh, you know, ball hawk um, defender at the end or whatever. <laughs> Guy you know, there's a million different things. Yeah, exactly. anybody to so play off the bench. Franchise <laughs> um, quarterback. You start thinking like, well, this is probably, this is the team that um, starting pitching. 
Third line forward. <laughs> Few, yeah, just a, a couple things in our wish list. Competent coaching. Person to kidnap Danny Healy. <laughs> so so I started like weed in Manziel's sock drawer. <laughs> oh, God, that would be the greatest. That's what we should be spending our um, sportive sponsorship funds to pay somebody to plant weed on Johnny Football. Yes. Holy shit. You got it. Is that you it? You got to know a guy down yep. there, don't you? You got to like just find a guy that looks like McConaughey. And just, <laughs> all like, right, hey, all man, right. Here's the story. Here's what I need. Here's $500. Or no, we don't have that. We don't have $500. No. $100 yeah. or whatever it is. $47. It'd be cooler if we did. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Come on, Brandon. Right. You've been down in Texas for like three months already. I'll see what I can do. I'll see what I can do. We won't be talking about it on a court of record, though, by any means. We're going to have to no. take this offline. Nobody's listening to this anyway. This will be the green room afterwards. Um, okay, so let me finish my point. Um, Sorry. So I think when it's when your team is 0-9 and you watch all these games and it just looks like they're choking, you start to think like it's not luck and they're just shitty in close games. That's the way it's going to be, right? Um, so I looked at last year close games within five points. They were 7-11. and 11 which was almost exact to their winning percentage for the year. Like, if they won like 39%, and that's like 37% or whatever. The year before that, when they were terrible, um, they were 10 and 11 in close games. So, you know, I am starting to think maybe it is more just luck. It doesn't mean it's going to automatically even out. I bet there, every single year there's probably some fluky, unlucky team. Um, so who knows, but... That does make me feel a little bit better for uh, for the way things are going to shake out for the for the second half of the of the season. And it's hard to also realize that it's not even close to fifty percent of the way done right the season right now, mm-hmm. right? Um, that's crazy to me. It feels like because I've been watching so intensely that it's well, well, well into the season, and it's time to start like thinking about playoffs, uh, how many games you pick up, and all that sort of shit. Like. I don't know. I just think it's way, way too early to start thinking about that sort of stuff. Like, I was getting psyched out about this game tonight, Phoenix, you know, um, <laughs> because they're, like, two games above them. But who gives a shit? It's, there's, you know, it's game 35, whatever. There's 82 games. So I'm probably talking more to myself than anybody just to... No, that's all right. It's, believe me, this is the sport of podcast. You're definitely talking to yourself and no one else. <laughs> yeah. That's what this podcast is all about. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm trying to pump myself up more than anybody else. I'm not lecturing anybody. I'm lecturing myself. All right, are you still feeling good about the playoffs? Um, and your 43-win prediction? I feel really good about my 43 wins, yeah. And I feel really good about my uh, over-Vegas uh, bet of 39.5 wins. I feel good about both of those. Um, yeah, again, you watch the team and you see them underachieve like crazy. It's really hard for me to look at Hollinger... Uh, still has them, even up to date today, winning 48 games this year. Mm-hmm. And basketball reference, their probability has them winning, I think, 46 or 47, which both of those seem insane. But, it seems you know, like apparently the, the more they lose, so the higher there. their rating goes. Yeah, they've oh, been sticking around that number. They lost the to the Clippers again. Move them up to third. <laughs> I know. It's, it's really, really strange to me. So it's a good test of, like, how much do you actually trust these these uh, stat geeks. Yeah, so, um, I usually trust stat geeks completely, so I don't know why I'm so angry about this one. No, no, I'm with you, though, too, because you watch them, and they just seem like they're, I don't know, their record just is crazy to me that they're only 500 because they've just been absolutely murdering these teams. Um, but that might be a sort of a curse, too, because they beat the shit out of 
I don't know, Philly by 35 points, and you think, well, that doesn't really even count, you know, or you mm-hmm. stop watching halfway through. Those are really, really impressive wins no matter what, and it just doesn't seem like that because it seems like Philly or Detroit or wherever these teams that we've pounded, like, give up, and it's not really, I don't know, it just feels it just feels really strange to to have this be the season so far. So, Isn't Philly uh, your other team? Uh, yeah, yeah, I love that Philly. That must have been yeah. a little bit more bittersweet for you. Yeah, well, I'm uh, I'm with Philly for the long haul, so... Um, <laughs> This is not just a one-year fluke. Yeah, uh, clearly you're one year in it for the one-year one year flukes for Minnesota, Mr. <laughs> Abandon the State. Yep, yep, that's true. That's true. I was out of there. Sorry. Um, it's been below no. zero most of this week, and I'm getting a little bit angry at everybody's left. Dude, I know. It's, oh, man. And the, well, never mind. I was going to brag again about the weather here. It's not like I had anything yeah. to do with the weather. You know, it's reached so the point where it stopped bothering me here. I just wow. don't think about it anymore. Well, you just were complaining like four seconds ago. Yeah. Well. Okay, so as far as an outlook for the Wolves, and then we can move on, um, January and March are the months to make hay uh, for the team. Those are the two very, very easy schedules. If they can go five games above 500 um, in each of those months and then just sort of hold serves in the other months, that'll get them to 46 and 36, and that's kind of... I don't know. That seems to be uh, as likely as anything in terms of wins. Probably they may miss the playoffs at that point, um, but it would be an entertaining season. And even missing the playoffs, I don't know. Not the worst thing in the world, as far as I'm concerned. Like get a pretty oh, draft pick. And if they miss whatever. the playoffs, I will rain down a shitstorm on you. And how will that be different than most of the time? <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. It is going to be a tsunami of shit. A shit. Hey, man, 43 wins was ne- not going to get them into the playoff, and I said they'd be fighting for an eight seed. I still feel all right about that. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody thought that Dallas would be this good, but Dallas is running an organization in the way that I wish the Wolves would. Um, they just made so many smart little free agent uh, one- or two-year deals um, that I don't know. I can't see those guys faltering. Uh, Phoenix looks pretty good, too, so... Um, yeah, they could very easily miss the playoffs. Well, uh, at least they have a competent GM making a draft pick for them that definitely won't be in the D-League after two months of the season. God, what a fucking... God, Flip. Can I make a, uh, can I make a trade for my, uh, my Shadow Wolves? Yes. Sure. I, wa- I am trading Derek Williams to the Utah Jazz... For Jeremy Evans, He's Jeremy kind of Evans is Jeremy Evans. That's not a basketball guy, player. Bench guy for the Jazz. He's a three-four. Doesn't play a whole lot. I'm pretty sure that Jazz would trade trade uh, Derek Williams for him. So that's another one of mine. And then my boy Kirilenko has come back. CJ McCollum's getting healthy. Good boy. Looking good. Looking good for my Shadow Wolves. Not so much for a Flip. He's he's not good at his job. Not good at basketball. All right, well, that's depressing Wolves talk. Uh, I put on here, anybody got any good New Year's stuff? Somebody actually asked about this on Twitter, too, what our New Year's resolution were. And I pointed, I, no matter what we make for New Year's resolutions, of course, none of us are going to follow through because we're all very weak people. But at the same time, I thought I'd ask, what's going on? Anybody got any good New Year's stuff? I got a couple things. Well, go for it. All right. Kick it off. Yeah. All right, number one, I started drinking coffee for no good reason. You hadn't drank coffee before? No, I was never a coffee drinker. Did you ever? Did you not need caffeine in the mornings at you all? No, not really. Soda guy or? 
I okay. I well, I was tired most of the time, but now I'm not. <laughs> I hadn't heard of caffeine. Uh, I was a Mormon. Have you guys heard of this caffeine? I think it's caffeine. Uh, it's confusing. It's misspelled. <laughs> well, anyway, I thought I'd give it a try, and it turns out I don't need to sleep anymore. That's kind of fun. Yeah. Wait till you discover cocaine. No. I did not coffee. drink. Uh, I didn't drink coffee until we had our second kid, uh, who was just an effing nightmare. She was a. She never slept. She still doesn't sleep. Uh, she's a vampire. Uh, <laughs> never, ever, fucking sleeps. Ever. Can you get her she down, and then she's waking up a bunch at the middle of the night? Or well, now she's down eight. So now she's eight. So it's just like just. Fucking go to bed, and I don't want to hear from you again. Now Here she's she eight, you can but, throw her up in the attic of the barn with the hay. Yes. And lock her up <laughs> but, there. But she's a baby. She just cried all night long. She was sick all the time, and she was uh, ah, just don't tons of problems I, in crying. And no. uh, my my wife, we were so tired one time, my wife forgot to put the car in park uh, when she got out, and it went right through the garage. Right, no. through, right through the fucking garage. Yeah, we were just zombies. <laughs> we just we couldn't oh, yeah. even function. She just walked, just yep. opened the car door, walked out, and it went forward and right through, right through the garage. One of the worst feelings in the world when you're so tired, you just are not a human being anymore. You're My just wife just like, spontaneously yeah. break out in tears just for no reason, <laughs> just because she was tired. She's like, I don't know, I don't know, tired. <laughs> God. And I never drink coffee. I read up until then, and now I just I two pots a day. Uh, Do you have a time when you cut it off? Yeah, noon afternoon. Noon. All right. Yeah. 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 yeah I'm a one p.m. caffeine guy as well. Gotta cut it off. So, John, Do you do those little red things, those little five hour energy. Does anybody do? I've never had one. Then. No. No, no. It's worse for drinks. No, or, it's, yeah. it's worse for you than cocaine. I hear. So just yeah. just go cocaine. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> good solid cocaine. Good stuff. Get the good stuff. Get the good stuff. It doesn't have to be powdery cocaine. You can just smoke crack rock. I think it's uh, it's more addictive, but you stay awake longer. It's cheap. I think. Okay, so John, you start your your resolution was to drink coffee. No, I just started, and it happened to be New Year's. It wasn't really a resolution. Oh, okay. But so, are you getting into uh, making your own flavors, that sort of shit? No, I'm still learning how to run the coffee maker. Let's be honest here. <laughs> Just go black, Jet. Don't be getting into creams or sugar. Yep. Just go fucking black. You will be a. You'll never be a pain in the ass to anybody that way. Oh, yeah. Do you have Start any sugar or cream? Just go black, and then that's and no hazelnut. Yeah, and, there's, and, there's, and there's hardly any. Like calories or anything, a black coffee. You're not, you know, you're not putting on any, any, any extra calories or anything like that. It's pretty much like drinking water. I mean, it's an appetite suppressant. As well. Yeah, I have noticed that. Yeah. I have a cup of coffee in the morning, and I look up at the clock. It's like, wow, it's twelve forty-five. I haven't had lunch yet. Yep. There you go. Whereas yep. on most, I haven't had lunch. Mo- I shit seven times. Yeah, that is, <laughs> that is actually also true. It's like wow, I've been in the toilet for three hours. I did. It's amazing. I knit seven sweaters. <laughs> I don't even know how to knit. <laughs> I'm a much more regular guy now. I have noticed that, and mm-hmm. you know, oh, that's great. Yeah, you bet. Grab back to poop talk. That's good. Poop talk. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. No, yeah. I, I started drinking coffee when I was at work in. Um, summer jobs like um high school and college in the the factory in my hometown i 
got up in the morning and went my to the plant. Exactly, my mom, my stepdad, we all got up at 5.30, and I was tired, and, well, didn't have any soda in the house, so I may as well drink coffee, and by God, I developed a taste for it, and been drinking it since I've been about 17, so, I think I'm that, a better um, man for it. I think it's, it is really smart to just try to get into black coffee, but can't you also yeah. be like a reverse pain in the ass, where you only want black coffee, and somebody wants to, no. there's some sort of flavor, and you're like, no, fuck that, nope. No, and that's Are my you, point. Is you you'll be, I'm okay. Yeah, I'm okay with the fancy stuff. Okay, it's, good. Then if all they have is black, I'm okay with it. Okay, but good. So I'm gonna say because you could be just a big a pain in the ass, right? If you're an asshole about only oh, sure. black, right? Okay. Only, no, only like in yeah that, and beer too. I'll, I like just about any type of beer. Then you don't have to worry about it. You know, if whatever the person has, you're in good shape. Just like any any kind of beer. Any yeah, I did for for a couple minutes there become so much of a snob that somebody would offer me a light beer, and I was like, oh, no, no, if that's all you've got, I'd rather be sober. And then I was, God, what is wrong with me? Take what an asshole. <laughs> you've made an yeah. assessment to yourself. There's alcohol in that. Drink yeah. it, you son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Well, I like that. Self-aware. All right. I'm also getting... Do you guys know what these Fitbit things are? I think one of you said you had one. Brandon, do you have one? Never heard yeah. of it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you wear it? So explain what the, the Fitbit is to our delightful listeners. Well, to everybody who knows who it is, plus Clarence, who's never heard of it. Uh, yeah, yeah. I've never heard of it either, I don't think. Oh, uh, Mandy, it, it, Mandy uh, might have. Yeah, it's an uh, basically a pedometer that you wear on your wrist that tracks your steps throughout the day. And then um, the Fitbit in particular has an altimeter on it, so it can also track uh, going upstairs and going downstairs. And then using that information and how active you are, it can kind of it can give you a sense of how many calories you've burned throughout the day. So you just basically wear it on your wrist, like a. And the Fitbit that I have also has a clock on it as well, so you kind of wear it as a watch, but it tracks all those things for you. Uh, fitness tracker, I think, is what they're called. There's also like the um, fuel band that Nike makes. Um, and a couple other ones as well. So, yeah, I wear it, and I really, really, really like it. I know that it's not perfect um, because it only measures how active you are by how fan, how uh, how fast your arms are moving. So if you were biking, um, if you're on maybe an elliptical or something like that, it's not going to track it very well. So it's not perfect, but um, but it is for sure better than not knowing, and it's a good little kick in the ass if you look down and, You've only gone a few steps throughout the day. Um, you know, it can tell you to, to get up and start moving. So, no, I really, really like it. I actually did not know a lot of that. What I did know is that it tracked your steps and you were allowed to, like, have friends on a website. And because one, one of my old friends got one, and now I'm going to be in a competition with him to the death yeah. in which yeah. I'm attempting to cheat in every way I can think of. Yeah. I, I'm going to start oh. driving down to Clarence's house and attaching it to his dog. You're effed because all she does is lay around. She's twelve, so you're up there. Uh, Well, I'll attach it to one of of Clarence's children, and then I'll sit around and hang out. Oh, the middle one sounds perfect. Yeah, that sounds perfect. Yeah, John, how did you get forty-nine thousand steps in one day? Well, I'm just that active. Well, let me ask you this: Why can't you put it around your ankle when you're biking? Yeah, or anytime you can. Wouldn't that? Wouldn't that? Be more if John's talking about how to cheat. Uh, wouldn't that show more activity then? 
Uh, it's basically uh, speed of movement and all that. So typically your arms are moving just as fast as your feet are, so it's not really going to help you a whole lot. Um, I did it when I was biking, but you still – biking is more about muscles than it is, like, moving your feet really fast, unless you've got the gears all fucked up and you're weirdly, like, spinning too much. Um, okay. So it does help, but it's not It's not amazing. I mean, if you want to cheat, you just take it off your wrist and swing it in the air forever. and Put it on cheat. a ceiling fan. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's there's ways to do it. Um, no, but I did a contest. I have a buddy with a Fitbit, and we did the same thing. We did a contest for I don't know. We did twenty five bucks for a week. Um, it was great. It was really uh, a good thing to do. I think when you, once you put money down, uh, betting friends to see who can get in the best shape. That's that's really your uh, your answer. Competition kicks in, and pride kicks in, and all those other things that are more than just like generally getting healthy, which sometimes is hard to motivate yourself. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's good to put those other things in the line as well. But no, I, I really like... I have the Fitbit Force, which is the, the one with the clock on it. Yeah, sure. I think that's the one I'm getting. Yeah, no, it, it's awesome. It's for, it's great. And also, um, I've had some problems with it. Uh, not problems. I ordered the regular one, and then this one came out. So I asked... I called Fitbit to see if I could just switch for... Just because... I don't know. I just figured I'd ask for no reason whatsoever. And they're like, yeah, sure. Send yours back to us, and we'll send you a better one <laughs> for the difference. It's like, what? And then... Um, and then it got, uh, and then it, the package got lost, and they just sent me another one, no questions asked. So hmm. the company, uh, from a customer service perspective, is great too. From a profits perspective, not great. Yeah, they're going. But out customer of service, too. very yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's. Yeah. Can you send one of your interns down here to just <laughs> uh, have it on their arm and they work out for me? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sure. Oh yeah. Yep. Yep. No problem. So anyway, it's going to be about two weeks of vicious competition followed me attaching it to the aerial on the car and just driving around with it for a while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but. that's the hard thing about those competitions is you burn yourself out like crazy. After about the one week of a competition, I was like, well, fuck it. I, I did enough for three weeks worth. Now I'm going to sit. Yeah, here's the thing, though. You, you put money down. Somehow putting money down would make it worse for me because I'd be like, well... It's worth 50 bucks to me to not go work out right now. <laughs> but if there's no money, then it's just about the vicious competition and wanting your friends to be losers. And that's very important to me. They Okay. There's this little this iPhone game called Quiz Up now. I think Brandon actually downloaded it cuz I was playing him today. Dude. And God, it's like crack. Yeah, the most important thing in my life now is to make my friends cry with cry bitter tears of regret that they can't beat me at trivia which I lose about half the time, so it's not working very well. But in a well, perfect world, goals. I would make them miserable and make them want to quit the game forever. So, anyway. I guess what I'm saying is I'm viciously competitive and also have no sense of perspective. Yep, yep. That's coming through loud and clear. All right. Uh, I'll, give you, I'll give you a choice of topics for this one. You want to talk Vikings or you want to talk about basement games? Well, hold on. I want to brag about my three best resolutions in case anybody's oh, looking right. for some Let's last minute. Yep. Some last minute resolutions. Here are three that I've done that I thought were awesome, um, and they're probably very boring to you guys. Um, the third best one that I did was uh, uh, a resolution to watch fifty movies and read fifty book or read twenty five books in a year. In one year. That was great. Yep. Fifty movies, twenty five. books. Did you make it? I did. Yeah, for sure. So you watched. You read. Wow. 25 books in December, mm-hmm. basically. Is what <laughs> yeah. yeah. At that point, I decided to change the rule to pamphlets. <laughs> pamphlets. Green Eggs One. and Ham has so many like factors to it, man. <laughs> the characterization is awesome. 25 direct mail pieces that were sent to me. Yeah. Uh, 
No, I did. And, and I, books are another thing that you really need a kick in the ass to go do. But once you get started, they're awesome, obviously. So, And that's a perfect, to me, the 15 to 25, it's a little different now that I have kids. It'd probably be a little tougher. But to me, that was a perfect number for both of those. Um, you can get more aggressive with one or the other, but um, I like the mix of that. Uh, the second best resolution I ever did was try one new bar or restaurant per week. So I had to go to 52 new places throughout the year. So basically Ooh, you were John Bonus and Aaron Gleeman. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Basically yeah, exactly. none of these things. I don't know if there are 52 I, tap rooms, though, in, in Minnesota, although they're probably are pretty close at this point. I could not yeah. do any of these. Even if I wanted to, I could not do any of these things so far. So no, this was, a single, this was single B out in the yeah. town. Um, but it was great, and for anybody who doesn't have kids, that's an awesome thing to do. Even it if is. you're married or whatever, Absolutely. it's super fun just to like, hey, yeah. we got to get to one this week, no matter what we do. There are times when I would just like go out on a Sunday and get ice cream at a new place or whatever, uh, just get out and go. So that was really important to me. It was right when I first moved into uh, St. Louis Park from my home. Where I live, home. just to find 52 new restaurants, just a concentric circle I'd have to make. <laughs> somewhere in Iowa. In, like Southern Iowa. Yeah. Um, somewhere outside of Des Moines. Iowa out State Campus. I made it. Lunch with yeah. Freddie Hoiberg. <laughs> yeah. Um, and okay, so if those were a little ambitious for you, Clarence, this one is way, way, way They're not possible. Else. I could be as ambitious as I wanted to be. They're not. They, they wouldn't be possible. But I'm up. I'm listening. I'm you up. could do one new bar or restaurant or gas station per week. Maybe that could. You got to yeah. try a new 7-Eleven. There's, there's a new Casey's in town, I think. We just, we just got a Casey. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they, I'm not, bastard. I tried them in the gas thing. I tried them once, and the gas pump thing didn't turn off. I got gas everywhere, so I'm kind of grumpy with them right now. The only time I've tried them, the you know what I mean? You got the automatic yep, thing that you keeps mean. your gas pumping, and it it just gas went everywhere because it didn't turn off. So, oh, it's brutal. Yeah. Anyways. So the best resolution I ever did was, um, this is a tough one, it was um, six two-month challenges with three other buddies. Okay. Um, what were the so, challenges? Okay, so January, February was weight loss. Masturbating. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Most times, masturbating. <laughs> just at the end of it was just steam coming out. And the next just one an, was... Well, all, that came out was an, all that came out was an IOU for my More notes. masturbating, best two out of three. Yep. Uh, best technique. Um, okay, so January, February was weight loss. So just a weigh-in percentage of body. So not just number of pounds, but percentage. Uh, we weighed it on January and then the end of February. Uh, March and April was uh, learning chess. And then we had a tournament at the end of April. So it was great. Did you guys know chess at all? or None, we, we all talked about these beforehand. We, we wanted to be something that we didn't know much about beforehand. None of us had even tried or knew the rules of chess. Wow. So we had to learn it in two How months. did you go through your life not knowing? Oh, anyways, okay. You didn't know chess? I, I mean, I, I won that tournament, and I kicked the shit out of all my three friends, and I don't even know if I know how to play anymore. Huh. It's just okay. you do or you don't. I haven't played I suppose. it. Well, these resolutions uh, landed pretty well. <laughs> yeah. got, a, got some life skills out of that. 
You bet. Uh, May and June was uh, playing the stock market. So there's a website that you can do fake money. So learn about the stock market and what to invest and whatever. Uh, that was kind of a bummer, actually, because you never invest for two months and then get out of it. So that was kind of dumb. Um, but it was a fun idea. Uh, July and August was most volunteer hours. So whoever could do the most charity throughout those two months. Um, except- <laughs> Uh, September and October was a chili contest, so it had to be your own recipe. Oh, sorry, I was a little early on that. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) And November and December was a racquetball tournament at the end of it, so learn how to play racquetball, I had a tournament, whatever. So then we also considered like uh, some sort of home improvement or uh, building something or... We, th- we talked about learning a new language and taking a test at the end of the two months, yeah, uh, gambling on sports, a bunch of other things as well. But I think the point is the two-month challenges with some friends is a really, really, really fun thing to do to, to gain some, as you said, some life skills. Um, and we, we had a blast with that, and we did that all year. So if we were going to do one of these for sportive listeners, which one would you do? Um, you mean all together? Yeah, all like together. The four of us against each other? No, the four of us against each other plus any other idiots that want to be part of it. Oh, um... You can have a chess that, tournament. Do the masturbating one. That's off the table. Well, shoot, that was going to be mine. I'm pretty good at it. Um, I would it say gambling on sports is fun. Yeah, the re- once you can do remotely, obviously, the racquetball, that'd be hard just cause to get everybody together. But the remote ones... We could do it in yeah. Damon's basement. Yeah, yeah, we could see who could yeah. uh, murder the most people, hide the most bodies. You'd yeah. be like an aimless drifter. Come on in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sorry. There were yeah. a lot of aimless drifter types there. So true. <laughs> that is true. Um, okay, that's it. Sorry, thank you for indulging me. That's okay. Was that the one where you're going to learn to play a musical instrument, too? Didn't you do something like that? I vaguely, um, I vaguely remember this, and I thought one of them was a musical instrument, but I guess I'm wrong. There was talk of that, for sure. We that seemed like it would be hilarious. Tour. Yeah, the longest guitar solo. Yeah. If I'm allowed to go back in time and vote for a category, that's the one I want to pick. All right. Nice. All right. All right. Um, you want to get to the uh, uh, basement bar games? Yeah, I do. I, I, I was thinking about this, and I don't know why I was thinking about this, but... I wanted to do a power ranking of the best games they have in your basement. You know, if you got a big basement, this is the best thing to put down there, or if they're just bar games to have around. And I think uh, I had a little list. I think number one for me going away is bubble hockey. Absolutely my favorite. Um, okay. Are we allowed to comment? You're allowed to comment. You're allowed to say what your favorite one is. This is a democracy, Brandon. Bubble it's not hockey, just me talking about which the best one is. Bubble hockey's not even close to the top. Really? I have so never not had fun weird. playing bubble hockey. Yeah, but I mean, if that's your only... I've had a lot of fun doing lots of other bar games as well. Bubble hockey is... Um, I don't know. Is there any way to be really good at it? It just seems like pandemonium every time you play it. And whoever wins is just some... Gets a bunch of lucky hops. It's fun to have a little bit of skill involved, don't you think? It's kind of like basketball. <laughs> um, oh, shots fired! You son of a bitch. Um, no, I, I, I always thought, and maybe this is just going back to my childhood, where I thought bubble hockey was the coolest thing I'd ever seen because Ortonville didn't have <laughs> hockey and we weren't allowed to skate anywhere. But 
I still, if if I had to pick one to have in my basin, it would be bubble hockey. And I'm sure you can get good at it at some point, wouldn't you think? Maybe like I've foosball, never seen but hockey good at it at all. Foosball, there's a little bit more. I think bubble hockey, just with all the bouncing here and there of the puck, I don't know, man. Not my thing. I all think right. for me, number one for sure is ping pong. Yeah, ping pong going away in a bar at somebody's house, whatever. Ping pong wins easily. Then shuffle puck, and I think those are the two that are way above everything else. I tend to agree. I'm a big shuffle puck guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I love shuffle puck so much. They're uh, the Bulldog Lower Tone St. Paul. It's got a great shuffle puck mm-hmm. table. Uh, the bar in uh, Two Harbors, uh, Minnesota. It's got a great shuffle puck table, and then in uh, Oakwood, North Dakota, JRs. Those are my top three shuffle puck tables in the upper Midwest. Just a quick power rankings right there. Have you gone to the Northeast Bulldog, or is the Lower, the lower Town's probably the same exact size board? Lower, I've, I've never been to the Northeast one, so I'm sorry. I've been to the know. Northeast one. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, the nice thing about shuffle puck is that you play it after you're done catching up with your buddies, and you're so far away from the other ones, you don't really have to have any polite chit-chat anymore. Mm-hmm. It's like you walk down that way 75 feet, <laughs> yep, and I'll see you later. I don't have to talk to you anymore. There's just one other person next to me, and we're not even on the same team, so we just have to sit and like silently drink. Yeah, that's that's about important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you can uh, you can still watch TV in between throws, or you can talk trash, or it, you only really need one hand, so you don't ever have to let go of your drink. Uh, there's a lot a lot going for it. Yeah, totally. I'm a big fan. And I would say that um, darts are also very underrated as well. That, to me, is a, like is a really good, really yeah, good like bar game. Yeah. I would yeah. take darts over pool any day of the week. Is that right? I would pool's say... just awkward. Yeah, it's, it's so big and clunky, and you're always in everybody's way. Uh, <laughs> it's just... Stupid it's, activity. Yeah, the bar... If, well, if the bar's empty, the pool's great. I enjoy a pool, but if in a crowded bar, playing pool or other That's people true. playing pool... There's nothing worse yeah. than there's always a pool those game two on a people that are having yeah. a pool tournament, the most important yeah. pool game of their lives, right before a wild game or something like that. It's like guys, I, apolog- I apologize me. to I apologize to any of our listeners, but if you bring your own pool cue to the bar, you've probably murdered somebody. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I saw a guy tonight with his own pool case, pool stick case yeah, going into oh, chuck. That's just I was don't, don't do that. Off. Church. You they, need to uh, go get, spend some time in Gleeman's. Yeah, basement. get get, 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 a, place the ba- get, get a house with the basement in it, put a pool table down there, and just have a pool table. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like just... when the bar is slightly packed and you're playing pool, you're either telling everybody, I don't know how to hang out in society, <laughs> or I want to fight somebody. Yes. Like yep. you just look at it and you go, all right, this oh, is this oh, is going to do. It. This is going to oh. do. It. I've been picking fights. No one's been taking me up on it. Excuse I'm going to play some pool. It'll happen excuse, within excuse 15 me, seconds. Yeah. Hey, man, could you fucking... Hey, hey, could you move? You excuse fucking me, move, man? Yep. Sorry. Excuse me, man. It's basically just like bringing a bowling ball to the bar and be like, oh, excuse me, guys. Uh. <laughs> Rolling around. <laughs> yeah. But darts doesn't take up nearly as much no. room. Yeah. Okay, good. So we agree. Darts over yeah. pool. Darts yep. over pool, I think. Pool over bumper pool because nobody 
ever plays bumper, bumper pool. Bumper pool, yeah, it's Except, not 19. Good God, 63. Yeah, I really haven't seen a bumper pool place in You just in randomly in somebody's grandpa's basement, and they've got like a poker table, oh, one of those at right. the top comes off, and you can play bumper pool. And you play There's two the, games, and you're like, why are we doing this? Well, I know, it's so great. You, you see him at a, I've seen him at bars once, once in a while. I'm like, all right, let's, uh, you know, a little novelty to this. I have dinner. about two shots in, like, fuck it. Yep. He's <laughs> idiotic. I'm not going to do this anymore. Yeah. And if you start playing like no bumper pool, you, game, you, just, right? you end up you end up with like a Mickey's Big Mouth in your hand, or like a bottle of cold <laughs> duck, or something like that. You just end up with those things automatically exactly. by playing bumper pool. You're transported exactly. back to 1978. <laughs> yeah. All right. After bumper pool, for me comes foosball, because foosball is fun for about two and a half minutes, and then yeah, you just pretty much yeah, just like you're standing there. It's <laughs> yeah, it's it's just boring. There's no question about it for me. There are people, though, that get obsessed with it. I feel like it's like the Dave Matthews band of bar games. <laughs> that yeah. is an excellent comparison. That and is. also, both, really both people participating in both those are very high, right? Yeah. Isn't foosball for super high people? Or is that just my friends who are into it? No, I think that's about right. And I think, you know, like the... The analogy can be extended like the guys who get really upset by people who do spinners are the guys who really don't like the Dave Matthews Band's popular songs. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, you do come here to play. Crash sucks, man. Ants Martin <laughs> sucks. you got to come here for the deep cuts. No spinners. No spinners. <laughs> and that's... <laughs> anyway, that's... That's sure, my Dave Matthews foosball uh, analogy there. <laughs> that analogy <laughs> is rated correct. Okay. We'll go to the judges. Ding! That's correct. And I think probably in last place for all time is air hockey because it's the stupidest game ever invented. Air hockey. God, it's the worst. The absolute worst. It's not hockey. No, it has nothing to do with hockey. hockey. It's just... It generally has air. Yeah. (laughs) You are air. On every air hockey table ever made, there's at least three dead spots where the puck just stops. (laughs) <laughs> and you gotta flip the puck. Yeah, you gotta flip the yeah. puck, and it's just stupid. The puck fly- somehow the puck flies off the table. It's just it's ridiculous. And it's loud, and yeah. the pe- so if you're not playing people that are playing, it's just annoying. It's the- you yeah. could play air hockey for eight hours a day for twenty straight years and still get beat by a six year old. Absolutely, there's not yes randomly. Yep, absolutely worst. <laughs> Did you On guys the other hand, bring up? It's the perfect oh, game right. for five year olds. As long as they're nowhere near you. If you could send your five-year-old like across the street to play air hockey, number one, he'll think it's the greatest game ever because he's hitting something with something else, and it's loud. Very aggressive. And yep. it's, just, it's just an oh, it's mesmerizing. Test, it's mes- the fan is just mesmerized. Yep. It's just, and they're just mesmerized by it. They just stare at the table. You can keep hours. a child busy for seven straight yeah. hours, and if they're nowhere near you, it's perfect. If you're in the same room as them, you will end up shooting your child. Just because it's the most <laughs> annoying thing to listen to ever, but yes. Anyway, my son, my son got one for Christmas, like a littler table. Yeah. Um, and from his uh, from Danielle's mom, and we just we didn't unwrap it. We just got it and put it in the corner of the room behind something and just left. Like we're just we're not taking that home with us. We're not ever going to play that. That's terrible. We'll leave it here for Grandma and Grandpa. <laughs> Perfect. It's <laughs> exactly what yeah. you want. Mm-hmm. Did any of you uh, guys did, have electric football when you were a kid? Mm, like the little oh yeah, figures, and you turned it on, and then everything fell over. 
My grandma yep. did, and it was just the goofiest. I never yeah, quite understood yeah. the concept. Yeah, it's horrible. Looking yeah, back, we got on... it the year before we got we got it the year before we got our Atari twenty six hundred. So it was it was pretty much in short lived. It was not yeah. long for this world. <laughs> yeah. No, it was <laughs> not. <laughs> it sounded like a vibrator, which I didn't know at the time. But that's exactly <laughs> what it sounded like. Is it a you see how your grandma jumps up? What? Oh, 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 oh. 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 <laughs> what did you do now? I'm so embarrassed. I'm so it's embarrassed. Did you get into my nightstand? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you little rascals. You've been digging in my closet again. Oh. oh. Alright, I don't want to keep uh, talking about that topic anymore. I've gone for a little bit. Did you guys bring up the highly underrated uh, bar game, the erotic photo hunt? No, we did not bring up the naked lady photo. Hunt. I can't believe we didn't. We had to. We could have had to wait for you to get back on the line for that. That pretty, about. It brings people underrated. together like nobody's business. Absolutely, even guys you don't know, look over your shoulder. Right there, there's the there's the Got difference. It. Right there, yeah, her hair is over her shoulder. You never get mad. A, a complete stranger could walk by and hit it for you. If they get it right, you're like, fuck yeah, thank you. Yep. We're all on this together, bud. And you can't Me not you. look at it. If the president walked in while you were playing that, he'd be like shaking hands. He'd be like, hey, uh, look over there. Uh, her foot's in front of her other foot on that one. Yeah. Well, I guess I see here that right above the nipple that there's a mole on the one side and there isn't on the other. Uh, no suggestion at that. There's no sailboat. <laughs> John, you'd be the worst erotic photo hunt player ever because your fingers are roughly the size of the screen. If you press it, it would just the whole screen would light up. Lose, then you get a stylus from your iPad. <laughs> yeah, and that'd be it. But I think that's a highly underrated game. I, I wanted to make sure I got that one in there. Sounds to no, me like it's been... just about correctly rated because we're all pretty high on it. Nobody talks about it. That's nationally, though. We yeah. didn't talk about a it because you got national conversation back. the way it should be. You're right. It isn't. Yep. All right. That's we good. agree. I, think, I still think you guys have bubble hockey too low, to be honest with you, but that could just be well, based on my child. Well, I, like I like the boo button. They had it at Shakey's down in Rochester. Yep. They just keep pressing the boo, 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 the Russians would score. Yep, the Soviets. Yep, we have the uh, Godfather's Pizza in Hutchinson had that one as well. And yes, I... apparently oh, every one of those games up. was manufactured in 1983, so they were all Americans versus Soviets. Yep. So even now, the children yep. of America are watching the U.S. play <laughs> Soviet Russia, even though that hasn't happened for over 20 years now. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right, uh, about all we got left to talk about, I think, is the Vikings and how they're awful and how we'd like them to draft Johnny Football, but it'll never happen. Yeah, so they I have believe. the eighth pick. Um, there are, for sure, not for sure, but it seems like I feel pretty confident that three quarterbacks are going to be taken before eighth. Obviously, Teddy B, Jonathan Football, and uh, Bork Bladels. Right, <laughs> I believe. I think they're going to get Manziel. I just do. That's the kind of shit that it, happens to. It's just. It, it, it is too early to really. Spe- outside of Bridgewater, I think it's too early to speculate about anybody else. Oh, really? Okay. Per- I think the only. Well, there's, the combines haven't happened yet, and that seems to be what shakes up everything every year. Right. I mean, I think the only two people for sure who will be off the board will be Clowney and Bridgewater. Yeah. I think there's no other locks. Because okay. that's the best quarterback and that's the best player. I and truly so believe. Be 
Manziel will be there at eight. Yeah, and but why, you, you truly believe the Dolphins and the Vikings would win two games too? So I don't know that they're going to take him. I just I get this sense in my this fever dream that he will be there and it will be a giant conversation. It will just oh I just wait wait you have a fever dream about it? Oh, then it must work yeah. out. It's going to work out. Why yeah. did I doubt that? Um, so no, this shit doesn't happen to the Vikings, man. You you watch this team. That's true. They never just, pick the fun, exciting, besides Moss in, what, 97 or whatever. They will not Brett Favre from Hattiesburg. He was on his lawnmower. They that worked out all right. there. But you forget that that was a pretty crazy, like, potentially very dumb thing. I mean, he got... Uh, is in a jet the year before? And... Very dumb thing. I'm saying yeah. this is the kind of stuff that happens. The national talker is this is going. I just I get the sense that it's going to happen. He's going to be there. I so you don't think they have to trade up to get him? Because to me, I think that they probably would have to. And I don't know if they're going to be able to do that. They may trade up to get him. I just see him in purple next year. It's just that's what I see. I don't know. We'll find out. You know, Clarence is right that he hasn't had any time to fail a drug test at a combine or get mm-hmm. two and a half on the Wonderlick or anything like that. Mm-hmm. There's plenty yeah, of time I for don't know, man. to fall. Yeah. He, the, the problem, again, I'm sorry, I hate to keep playing the card, but he is a white guy. He's not really going to get knocked down for that sort of stuff. I think it'll be like, uh, you know, boys will be boys. He's a gunslinger. Once you get that gunslinger label, you can do no wrong. I just, Bortles, you know, will get down to that combine and he will, you know, they'll love his size and his honor and all that shit. He's got yeah, he's rocking. The new, Everybody uh, knows what Mancilli is. The combine, I don't think, will. he is what it is. It's not going to change anything. These other guys, yep. Carr, you know, plays at the smaller schools. Um, Fields. Bortles. Yeah, those are the guys that end up going the second or third quarterback taken ahead of Mancilli because he is such a wild card. And he will be there at eight. That's my call. Jesus. I mean, Todd McShay's mock draft had him going like third. Well, that's, God he? bless Todd McShay. He's, he's of course. No, of course. Yeah. God bless him. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, we'll see. Mark I think down. that more, more important to me is uh, finding a really great coach. And. Any sense at all? Is is there any steam? I'm not paying much attention to the Vikings. No, I don't oh. think anybody. Well, I suppose the Vikings beat writers are, but that's about it. All the steam is on this Zimmer guy from from Cincinnati. That's what everybody's talking about. He, uh, you know, the biggest thing is his Parcells connection, and the Wolves love Parcells. You know they're going to make a phone call, just like. Uh, just like uh, Norwood Teague calling down to Donovan and saying, who should be our basketball coach? And they end up with Patino. The Wilts are going to call Parcells and say, who should be our football coach? And Parcells already said he would recommend Zimmer to be the Vikings. If asked, that's who he would recommend. So that's kind of where this steam is coming from. Okay. That would be, I mean, I don't know. wouldn't be terrible. He's a fiery defensive guy. I, fuck, I don't know. He's, I love. They always go the opposite. You know, he's opposite of Leslie Frazier in the in personality wise. Well, that's how it always happens, right? Yeah, you always are the opposite. Yep. And I really okay. think screaming at grown men is really going to make things better. Well, <laughs> it worked for old Vince Lombardi <laughs> fifty years ago. Back yeah. when they were making peanuts, yeah, they were yeah. second shift. Yeah. 
Back when the alternative was coal mining. <laughs> that <laughs> yeah. is, honestly, have you guys ever read Jerry Kramer's book from, I think it was the second Super Bowl year? Have I? Yeah, it, it was called no. Instant Replay. I don't know why I read this. It was one of those books that you read as a kid and you never know why. But I think if I remember correctly, Jerry Kramer was making $27,000 that year, and it was like a big deal to get a raise from 25 the year before or something like that. It's just nuts to consider how, you know, because 27000 was probably what? One time the national income at that point, maybe two? Mm-hmm. And now... <laughs> Now it's so much different. It, so right. I think Vince Lombardi would not work today, probably. No. And we've evolved no. anyway. Yeah. Just in general. Anyway, so I think hiring somebody to scream at people is really going to be that. That was really what was missing with this Vikings team. They weren't getting screamed at enough. Well, have you... Um, I think it... It may have been on Grantland, but there was a really, really long feature about Pete Carroll yeah. and the Seahawks and how they do, and how they are so much different and more, I guess you'd call it progressive. Or, I mean, Clarence, you're going to be doing the jerk-off motion for the next... I already did, yeah. Okay, okay. Yep. But just how they, you know, they see uh, psychologists and they talk about different ways to motivate, motivate positively, whatever, whatever, whatever. And it sounds like this frou-frou bullshit, I get it. But then it's interesting because... They are an amazing organization, right? Like, they have been great for two straight years and don't seem to be slowing down anytime soon. So it's it'll be interesting to see if that's the way it, it just is done from now on. You know, because I don't think Carol did it just because he's like, well, I just don't like being mean to people. I think his point was people perform better when motivated in this way versus uh, getting their face uh, shoved in the into the mud. Um, so it'll be fun to see if that kind of takes hold and how that changes the sport, um, and how it'll be fun to see how all the old guys uh, lose their shit over all, <laughs> the, uh, all, over all the wieners these days. It'll be fun. The thing is, though, it'll never take hold, because you have to think of the kind of person who is likely to rise high enough to be a football coach. They're you think Carroll is just such a, a unique situation? I think that so. It, yeah, I think maybe. Because everybody else, I mean, you have to be incredibly driven, you have to basically be a sociopath. Mm-hmm. It's just that type of person is going to end up being a football coach. People right. who wanted to be drill sergeants in the Marines, but were too short to make it happen. The only thing would be is if Pete Carroll turned turned out to be this generation's... Um, is it Bill Walsh? Bill Walsh had, is who you're going for. Okay, yeah. If he ends up being Bill Walsh. So Daryl Bevel gets a head coaching job, and Gus Bradley already is over in Jacksonville, and there's a couple others. That would be the only way they would... But you're right, though. It, 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 he's the exception, not the rule. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I think about it's not like he invented that. He may be using more progressive techniques, but the, yeah, the strategy is not. He didn't invent it. You think of John Wooden or John Gallardi even have some of those concepts that they and were very successful mm-hmm. using them, but it's not like every college basketball. You know, John Wooden, what was that, 40 years ago? How, think of how successful he was. Yeah. We're talking about. Uh, Pete Carroll, he's never won a Super Bowl. He, he doesn't. John Wooden was the most successful basketball coach in college basketball history, uh-huh. and and they didn't. That's not the way that every coach in basketball. That's not even the way that the majority of coaches in college basketball coaches like John Wooden. But don't uh, you think? I, I mean, I know what you're saying. Carrot 
carrot versus the stick, right? And and there's a lot more it's carrot. Just, but don't you think that's more a basketball it. thing and not football? Because football to me seems very much the stick. Well, I, I use the St. John's example. Galardi yeah. is if you practice if you want, or there's no hitting in practice, and he's been very successful at that level. But how many people are are copying it? Um, I would say I none. <laughs> really, yeah, very few. Like, like yeah, Mike no Leach idea. may have may have may use it too. Yeah, it's, it's not a little many. bit of it. It's not the majority. Not a lot. Yeah, I feel because yeah. I feel like you'd probably hear about it, right? There's that one yeah, guy at exactly. Pacific Lutheran out in Washington that's like the same. Oh yeah, old Pacific Lutheran. Yeah. Uh, Dave. <laughs> it's the random you hear about it here and there that they've adopted his style, but it's not it's not come and he's been successful doing it. So I think that part of John is mostly right that it's just kind of the default setting for football coaches. It's where the water ends up finding its level is they yell at players. It's just the way yeah. it is. Yeah. Well, we'll see. It'll be interesting. Just I just do think that Carroll example is uh, is one to at least think about. Because who knows, maybe if Gus Bradley's doing some similar things in Jacksonville, that's two. <laughs> Bevel will get a job, that's three. Or maybe they they leave and say, okay, well, that's just a Seattle thing that's crazy. Um, I don't know. We'll see. It's all going to be seven-on-seven seven touch football soon anyway. You guys know that. <laughs> it's my dream. My dream. Oh, Lord. Like moved, to, moved to Montana. That's pretty much all they play. Oh, beautiful. Montana? Well, they play that small school. Well, there's... Uh, what is it? Yeah, there's like... It's seven-on-seven seven, the whole it? state. Yeah. They yeah. Play a, it's not nine-man. Nine it's even smaller. Yeah. I think it's seven. Good. Too many people on the field. Nine-man football is kind of fun. I bet. Anyway, now, now we've got into the part where we're just saying stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I had yeah, chicken for lunch today. <laughs> I will just quick on the nine-man deal. We had a kid uh, that we played town ball with that uh, came from a small town in northwest Minnesota. And, uh, you know, we play, we're playing baseball with him. He, he couldn't. He couldn't throw. He just couldn't. That's not anything he could do. And we were talking in over beers what position he played in nine-man football, and he was the quarterback. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were like, what? How <laughs> the fuck were you the quarterback? He, li- he couldn't throw from catcher to first base. In the Unbelievable. air. He wouldn't make it. Yeah, he just went. That's not something. Small town, man. Yeah, but he was the quarterback. Here's the thing. He was also probably the fifth best quarterback in nine-man that year. He could have been. It's just they just didn't have the kids. He was about 5'8", maybe 130 pounds, and he, was there, and he couldn't throw. And he was the starting varsity quarterback. It's always kind of fun watching the state championship game in nine-man because usually one of the teams has a guy who can kind of throw so they actually yeah. pass, and then the other guy on the other team clearly has thrown 11 passes all season. <laughs> and yep. so they get into a third and 19 or whatever, and they attempt to pass, and it's basically just like if you or I took our Ponder. left hand and threw it backwards <laughs> over our head. <laughs> exact same yes. ball flight, exact same distance. Uh, it's just a complete yep. disaster. I love it so much. <laughs> right, there's our there's our nine-man football update for uh, yep. CCF MRF. Yeah, go Steve Argyle. <laughs> okay, I have two more things. Really right. quick. Um, one, I just wanted to uh, brag a little bit. I'm heading up to um, Grand Rapids, Michigan. Lansing, Michigan this weekend. Why? Taking Why? in it's... 
Excellent what? question. Why? Uh, my best bud lives in Grand Rapids, so I'm going up. I follow up question. Him. Why? <laughs> Why does he live there? Yes. Does he make cereal? What the hell does he do? <laughs> he's uh, I don't know. He's a sales rep or some shit. For I, a cereal, cereal company? Thing yeah, he great. sells cereal. He sells. <laughs> I wouldn't I think you'd need a sales rep for that. It's just on the shelf at the grocery store. He's yeah, like, does he stand there at the cub? He's yeah. an insurance rep, but here's the thing: Grand Rapids is actually a kick-ass city. No, it's like, not. It's a really cool. Like, no, it's not. Hipster, hipster beer. Nope. Alternative bar town. Nope. Yeah, Grand Rapids. Michigan. I figure I would have heard about this. It's not. It's not twenty states away. It's two states away. How the I'm hell do I know? You look at lists of like <laughs> underrated places to visit. Um, it's always on the list. So I'm really pumped to go there. Um, and then we're driving an hour away to go check out the uh, Michigan Sparty take on the Gophers on Saturday. Oh. I'm gonna watch them get their fucking oh. asses kicked. That's gonna be uh, a Gopher shirt. Oh yeah, got the got the Gopher shirt coming in the mail tomorrow. I'm ready to, ready to go. Gotta get one in the mail. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have, I didn't have one. <laughs> that is sad. I had one <laughs> shirt that I uh, gave away, and I just realized it on Monday, so I had to special order shirt. So anyway, um, that's going to be. <laughs> so you also fun. had to pay expedited shipping to get this shirt. I didn't did. You? <laughs> I did. Yeah, it's very embarrassing. Oh, um, big yeah. super fan. That's why they call you. Yeah. Do you guys better. think there's a Detroit podcast that even as we speak right now is talking about how Fargo is an underrated town and everybody should go visit it? <laughs> oh, yeah. It's got like a real alternative bar scene. No. Nope. And... Nope. Fargo's not on those lists, man. I'm telling you. Grand Rapids is Where on the list. Where are these lists published? Grand alternative Hipster Monthly? The lists are published on um, the Grand Rapids Chamber of Commerce website, man. This is on pitchfork.com, isn't it? <laughs> no, but, you know... Um, it's got the most uh, breweries per capita um, in the country. It's two hundred thousand people. Uh, Founders is there. The best <laughs> Three brewery. breweries, as far as oh, I'm I do like Founders. It is yeah. the number one best brewery in the whole country, and that's Grand Rapids. Bell's is a half hour south, and which is up place. there as well. And they're fantastic. Um, yeah. So if you like beer, um, I do. It's fucking. It's it's a mecca, dude. I'm telling you, there's like twenty five oh. amazing breweries there. You've moved uh, I was my needle my away from absolute, no, you're full yeah. of shit. Just yeah. slightly over to, huh, you're at, huh. As yeah, okay, good, good. That's all I was, all I was hoping for. Tonight's podcast uh, sponsored by the Grand Rapids Chamber of Commerce. Yeah, so Grand Rapids, was saying not that, as bad as you think. I'm going to be there Friday night and Saturday night, so two nights, and he's like, we won't be able to get to all of the, all the different breweries in two full days, so there's a lot of them. Huh. But that'll be fun. Um, so that's my number one report. And then number two is a question. Uh, Clarence, do we have a, a decision on your mustache? Well, uh, I, I... Give us some I background to, here. Uh, oh, sure. This morning I put out a question. I, right now I have a beard, full a full beard. You do. And I'm, I'm playing in a pond hockey tournament this weekend. And so, uh, as required, uh, I need to shave it into a, into a mustache. Um, so, I put out some feelers, some options out there for what kind of mustache I should have, and I offered some four four options: the the Virgil Earp, Sam Elliott, mm-hmm. and that and is Tombstone. very thick, and it goes down, but kind of down and out, and not straight down like a goatee sort of would. Yeah, it's sort of like actually right. goes out. You cut everything off <laughs> below your lower lip, but then you just let the edges grow from there toward the ears. Yeah. 
a little bit. At a 45. So you're going basically from your nose at a 45 outward, and yeah. then kind of a little bit of a, a ski slope curve at the bottom. Yes. That's the Virgil Herb. Okay. That was option number one. And that's uh, good, and it's also very rare. It is yeah. rare and uh, hard to pull off. I don't quite, I, I don't have the 45 perfectly with thickness yeah. of it, so I don't know that I could completely pull it off. You um, can try, but thick, it's a rare yeah, person yeah. that has the chops to pull that off. That's why if they need a mustache, they cast Sam Elliott. Yep. That's, they, he's the only guy, if they need a guy with a mustache. Sam Elliott's facial hair pattern has been <laughs> yes. getting him work for four decades it's, now. It's its own character actor. It's got its own union card. <laughs> um, who else? Sal Fasano was another option. He, uh, like all the other ones kind of look similar to me. I just well, glanced at them, but they all are so like... So Sal Fasano goes straight down, but then it curves inward. So it would be... Well, it curves That's towards the chin. Then, yeah. Sal Fasano's was almost the goatee for the guy who burned off the hair on his chin. Yes. It's just about like a goatee. It just doesn't connect yeah. at the at the per, at the chin, it curves towards the chin, but doesn't connect. Yeah, uh, he only got one vote, so he, he that that's not. He's out. Happen. He's out. Yeah, Erp uh, got like ten votes. He was in third place. Uh, second place was the Johnny Upton. Oh, that's he, the one I voted for. Yeah, he got like I don't know eleven or twelve votes. He's the classic character from Slapshot. Um, Johnny always says you can only drink so much and screw so much. Uh, so that funny. one go, you know, thinner and goes straight down. Um, that but is perfect for second. a pond hockey tournament. Well, they're all pretty well suited to pond hockey. Yeah, I mean, it's funny facial hair. Yeah, right. Yep, and it keeps it warm. The so, winner. I'll go ahead. No, no, I'm sorry. I want to hear the winner. This is great. The winner was the Dennis Marouk, uh, early to mid '80s North Stars. Player, okay. So paint me a word picture. What's that look like? Dennis Marouk is that sounded like therapy. (laughs) It's kind of rip torn, butchy. You know, coming like like you were blowing a party favor out your nostrils. (laughs) Uh Two of them, you know, one out each nostril, and they go straight out. So very bushy upper lip, yeah. And then just as continue that bushiness, where the Upton is more slender. Mm-hmm. As it goes down, it doesn't it doesn't retain its bushiness. Right. The Marouk just it's just full out. It's like uh, it's rebellious. Know, yes, it's like if you, <laughs> it's my dream that somebody starts listening to the podcast right at this point. The rebellious <laughs> facial hair, Eastern European. Um, oh, hairy! All right, just cooch. Yeah, just uh, everywhere. Unshorn face. Vag thing face. is unkempt. It's everywhere. Ooh, yes. It just goes all over the place. It does what it wants. It's, it's not going to ask you permission. It's out of control. It's, it's weeds. Got to be right. Great. Great. Uh, so then, why was the Raleigh fingers not not part of the part of the deal? Well, why? You, th- you think about it. Why? It comes out I, and I, it, like you kind of twirl it at the... I was just thinking... I don't have that. That's why... It, that takes years of cold. I started growing this beard on deer opener. So like what? November 11th, I think is what it was. This is just under two months old. I don't have the curlability at the end. That takes yeah, you know, yeah. at least a, a year to get your your 
mustache to grow out that far that you can even curl it. That well, I was just trying to think about, um, so not only do you need to have cool facial hair when you play a pond hockey tournament, as we all know, number one, number one priority, um, mm-hmm. you also need to have a really cool um, celebration when you score. So I was thinking it'd be sweet if you scored a goal and you like dropped your stick and your gloves and then you just sort of like twirled, twirled the mustache. That's like <laughs> what you did. You know, you sort of combined them. But I, don't, I guess you can do it. So have you thought about that aspect as well? Do you, my do you have a goal celebration? No, act like you've been there before. Uh, oh, Barry so you Sanders. Put your head down. You put your head down and you get back to your side. I hand the football to the ref like Barry Sanders. Uh, just act like I've been there before. So boring. Yeah. See, well, if you had that rally of fingers, I bet you would at least – Maybe you'd keep. Maybe you'd hold on to your stick in one hand, but the other one you would do the uh, evil twirl. No, I think that's the, def- the difference between a Gen Xer like me, Brandon, and a Gen Yer millennial yeah, like you. And a, it's a fun hater like yourself. It's not all about us. And a fun lover like me. You know. Yeah. You know what it is. The difference. It's called. I think the term is a joie de vivre. Responsibility. I have a, a a joie de vivre that you can only dream of. This what did joy, you call him? This joy of <laughs> did you life. Just call me? <laughs> Embrace life. Oh, For anybody that's listening to this podcast for the first time, Brandon Why? and Clarence were born two years apart. <laughs> Those are two huge years. Well, it's not two my fault. That's where they, years. They, they drew the line between Gen X and the, that's it. Uh, and the me generation. <laughs> where did they draw if, that if line? If there was ever a question that an actual line was drawn by, I don't know, God or something. This is this sure. is your proof right here. Yep. Hashtag sport. This isn't a sport effect. This is a real fact. This is like the time we we revealed what's-his-name's identity on the podcast for the first time ever. Oh, uh, Carl, Carl Gerbschmidt. People seem to be very upset at used to. I know. It's like, wow, I hate being told something that was completely obvious. Yeah, everybody knew it, right. <laughs> There was yeah. like three people that were very. It was very a secret sad. that nobody was talking about. It was about. us three. It was like a Santa Claus thing to some people. Yeah. To be yeah, fair, I couldn't bad. even remember his name ten seconds ago. So. Yeah, but clearly. I was, still, I was still broken up about it. <laughs> Too soon. Oh boy. Um, okay, good. I want, just wanted to talk about a uh, mustache. So I'm glad we were able to. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward. I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna do it Friday morning. I'm gonna shave. And it. When, when is the tournament? The tournament's Friday, Saturday this weekend. We leave, uh, but we go on our bar hopping tour. We leave at 10 a.m. Friday morning. Wait, this is we'll... Western Wisconsin bar tour nope. time? No, that is no, no. That's... Oh, you'd know. You would know oh, about that, Marthaler. That's uh, Jesus. You think it's gonna be weekend. sprung on you like this? Yeah, I haven't even begun. Yeah, that's that's President's Day weekend. This is its own separate entity, completely different group of friends. Um, is it in Wisconsin? It is. It's in Spooner. So we will leave Friday morning about 10 a.m. and we will arrive in Spooner roughly Saturday morning around 6 a.m. or so. Uh, we have a we have some bars to hit between Good here. Good lord! And there. Yeah, got Aren't some you people to do. old yet? Leave me alone, John. Uh, that, that sounds like <laughs> Clarence Sunday. Clarence's problem right now. It's future <laughs> Clarence can deal with that. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. not going to worry about that. John, you wait till you have uh, children. There's like old people are crazier 
Like old people with oh. kids are so much crazier than young people without kids. You think oh. that you like know how to party right now because you don't have any responsibilities? No, Fuck I out. definitely do not know how to party. Oh my god! I Any think, parent on earth could drink you under the I'm table. I'm sure they could. I must be four. in that lull, right, between your 20s and having kids and needing to get out and do stupid stuff to make yourself feel alive. So right yeah, now, it's you, just are, like, yeah. you know what I want to do is go to bed. You know what? That there's a term for that. It's called content. You're content right yeah. now. The rest of us yeah. are restless. We're just <laughs> fucking caged animals, just waiting to get out. Can you jack of the box? You have no fucking idea how many beers I'm going to drink on Friday night once I get up. Oh, Broxy. It's going to be great. Oh. We're going to the Founders Brewery. Holy I guess crap. this is goodbye. <laughs> Can you and Clarence get in a Twitter war while you're both just hammered on Friday? Because I, I would love that. Probably. Probably. I, I don't want to at all, but we probably will. Because we do every single day. Clarence, did you just say you're not going to have your phone? Because I could not be more disappointed by that. I don't know if I get reception up. I don't oh, remember. Please get I reception get up there. There is nothing better about Twitter could have been invented for Clarence is drinking somewhere. It is absolutely the highlight of Twitter. Whatever his name is. Yeah. Jack Ev, Dorsey. Jack Dorsey, Ev, whatever. That was in his business plan. There will be a, a guy, guy in the Midwest. Yeah, he our, entertains uh, the our hockey jerseys that we're having made, John. Mm-hmm. You'll you'll like you know you know what's on the front of our hockey jerseys. There's only one thing. Just a, there's just a picture. It is a picture of an Oak Ridge Boys album. <laughs> <laughs> it's an Oak Ridge Boys cover from like '83. That makes perfect sense. Elvira. Yeah. Uh, that's what do you have on? The, do you actually have your names on the back, or do you have dumb no. nicknames on the back? No, we play for the we play for the name on the front of our name on the front, John. Maybe the Oak Ridge yeah. Boys yeah. on the front, Gen X. Yeah, I can't believe you didn't do the photo of the um, two monkeys when the one of them is grabbing the other one's tit. <laughs> the old greatest photo of all time. <laughs> and the nipples like. Now. Eight inches long is just her. Yeah, <laughs> so great. Just curly. I'm hey. still curly. Hey. <laughs> Give me the tit yankers next year. <laughs> oh, that was a good. Uh, all those pictures. I think there was the guys uh, tailgating the, at the North Stars game. Oh beer, God, that was beer bong. Yep. Yeah, it's good fun. bit. Good bit. There was a monkey picking at another's butt or something, or smoking yeah. a bunch of monkeys. Yeah, that was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Anyways, all right, let's go watch the uh, wolves uh, shit the bed. Yeah, let's give Roughcat one more score update. What's the score right now? Ooh, I don't know. Watching. I think they're losing by a couple points. They've been losing the entire game. Phoenix will turn been, over. Uh, all right, Kevin Martin's shooting making the, the lights out with his weird from the ankle shot. Yeah, that is the. Oh. How does his shot not get blocked every time? Yeah, I don't know. It's it's crazy. But no, Phoenix is shooting it like crazy. Man, they are just a well-oiled machine offensively. All right, let's put up the score. I hope the Wolves are winning right now. Kevin Martin's got 20. Like, well, I think they're down by two. Yeah. All right, we're saying the Wolves are down by two. Man, this is fascinating podcast listening. We're waiting for the score to come back on the screen right now. Yeah, this is this is this is a low point, guys. <laughs> you know, I could cut this I think out. We finally found the bottom. But you, you know, I won't cut this. We've out. been trying pretty it's hard. Good, solid ground. We can build off this. You know, they say you get better the more you do things. We are proving them wrong. No, this is horrible. No, fuck <laughs> off, Malcolm Gladwell. Really, really. This pod, bad. Well, look on the brights. It's tied. <laughs>
<laughs> That's how good we are. Oh, now the Wolves are up by one. Corey Brewer just made a free throw. Man, this is the worst we've ever finished a podcast, yeah. and that is saying something. Even yeah. last week when Stu was cussing out our – isn't that how the Christmas episode ended with Stu absolutely screaming cuss words at people? I, 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 didn't believe I was really drunk, drunk as well. Yeah. God, what a night. What a night. Yeah. All right, we'll wrap it up. We'll wrap it up now rather than five minutes ago on the show. Uh, anybody else got anything else to say? I love you all. I mean the listeners. That's fair. All right. See ya. up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.